Welcome to the Supreme Bohemes podcast, where we embody a supreme energy while maintaining a bohem lifestyle. I'm Tayesian. And my name is Mallory. So for first things first, we really want to thank everyone for listening to our last episode. That was our first episode. We really do appreciate yes. um, you guys taking your time out out of your busy schedule and lives to listen to us. This is more of a feedback uh, segment that we've now put in the podcast where we are putting or where we're making questions so you guys can get to know us as, you know, your hosts, your two beautiful hosts. So the first question that we're having (laughs) from now on is something you eat or drink that other people would find gross. So Tay, what is something for you? that you consume that other people might find disgusting um to absorb and release those heavy metals well for me it's not disgusting because it has Mm. no taste but it looks disgusting i um i take a bit of activated charcoal and put it in my water and drink it like i drink a glass Mm. of basically black water Mm. and it has (laughs) (laughs) look you already gagging it has no taste. Like the activated ch- charcoal has no taste whatsoever, but it looks like you're just drinking dirt at all. Not even dirt, because dirt is not black. Dirt is brown, so it just looks like you're drinking a black drink. And it's it's this because it's supposed to. Actually, I'm gonna get some today. Um, and make some today. But it's supposed to release the toxins because you know activated charcoal absorbs toxicity, and especially if like you went through. Um, okay. I got this from Hey Friend Hey. If you know who she is, if you went through, uh, um, like if you had surgery or you've been taking a lot of pills, it's said to be able to release and all of that in the medicine. So I think it's something good to try, but I drink it when people see no, me drinking it. No, I, I definitely that. that yeah, that will find I will find that very unappealing. <laughs> but for me, um, growing up, my favorite one of my favorite meals that my grandma used to make, um is black eyed peas and rice and I know growing up especially as children I know anyone else that like black eyed peas but I to Ugh. this day really love black eyed peas Hater. and rice with hot sauce red hot to me <laughs> okay maybe with the hot sauce that that will be more appealing you remember on Crooklyn when um was it Nate he yeah was, he yeah had to eat it. the black eyed peas you watched Crooklyn before and he had the whole now what was fucked up was that this kid gotta eat this whole it was like half of the time and he threw up in him. <laughs> Ever, yes, he threw up in him and he it was just like, why are y'all making this boy eat these black eyed peas? Because they are like they're disgusting to me. I do not like my mom loves them. I think they're good if yeah. you season them perfectly. Yeah. Like they can't. I love be everything good, about them. But I love how I they look, know. I love the texture. <laughs> I love, I just love how, like, <laughs> you can mix it in your right. What I used to do was even worse. Like, I guess it's like a goulash where I would put the the black, the black eyed peas, the rice. And I used to chop up some hot dogs and put some hot sauce mm-hmm. on it. Oh, so good. Oh, God. Well, look, I'm going to make you some activated okay. charcoal a drink so you can try it. Not a full, and you can make me some good ass black eyed peas with the hot sauce or however you like it. Just no hot dogs. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll swap each other's stuff and see how we like it. That would be cute. <laughs> That'll be cute. That'll be cute. 
I'm gonna we gonna let y'all know. Yeah, we'll Whenever post we eat it, it. whenever we'll we do it, we're gonna so let y'all guys know what each reaction. other thinks. <laughs> <laughs> but is that like like you talking about interest, is that like strength though or weakness, or is that just um like well what that, you like? But it but is it's that on top of what I when I explained about why I do things a certain way and it could be anything down to I don't know like my things that involve my upbringing things that involve my my core beliefs values and ethics it's not even always like a a hobbies thing or a music taste thing it's like pretty much do you fit in the mode of my lifestyle and do I fit in the mode of yours and I've noticed dating people that are opposite Mm. of me it would be that constant clash where they they wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be the exact word, Mm. but it will be pretty much the context of, well, I don't do things that way. And I'd be like, okay, well, I don't do things that way, you know? And that's where we will kind of (laughs) clash. Okay. Shit. Um, Girl. So you'll be off Twitter. You'd be on Twitter, but I remember I saw you on Twitter one time. And you yeah. responded to this tweet. I think you know what I'm talking about. But it was this tweet about what uh, what would you prefer? So the tweet. Tell, I was so passionate about, about this remember. tweet, first of all. But <laughs> <laughs> so as you always are, <laughs> is for our what would a Bohem do segment. And the tweet in itself was in a relationship. Would you rather be with someone who mirrors your strengths and weaknesses or someone who is your opposite to keep you balanced? Um, Now, I'm passionate about this one because I've done both. I've dated someone who is opposite of me. I've dated quite a few people who's opposite of me. And then I've also been, you know, I've been in relationships with people and I'm in a relationship with someone who is, we're pretty much the same. And if I had to pick, I would pick someone who um, is the same because I feel like when I was in a relationship with people that were opposite of me, I feel like I've always had to explain why I did things a certain way. Not even explain because I don't mind that, but I always had to feel like I had to validate what I'm doing or validate what I'm feeling or validate, you know, Mm. maybe my taste in music or some of my hobbies that I like to do so they could rock with it, which ultimately over time, I just started to feel like a a tinge of resentment, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. For me, the question Mm. is hard because I don't want to choose either. Um, I don't want nobody who has the same strengths and weaknesses as me because sometimes I feel like when you have those differences, you can balance your partner out. For example, if I'm not if I'm not yes, good at cooking, which I am, but if I'm not good at cooking and my partner's not good at cooking, then both of us not good at cooking. Yes, we can learn to be good at cooking together, but it would be even better if one partner knew how to cook so that they could teach the other partner. So it's like being able to, whatever your strengths are, help with the weaknesses of that other person. I kind of, I'm leaning more towards opposite, but I wouldn't say opposite. I was, I would say different strengths and weaknesses. I prefer, I don't prefer me to be strong. For example, me to be strong financially or financial, like frugal or literate in finances 
and you to not be that because that's one that's like that goes into like the core of the person there's certain strengths that you have to be strong in and there's certain weaknesses that okay we can work on like but with finances that's like not that's one that's kind of mm-hmm. like non-negotiable mm-hmm. i can't be fucking with no scrub uh i just that i just can't but certain things like maybe you're not good at doing what um doing laundry or you're not good at um maybe you can't fix a car or you know change or certain little things like i can deal with that because it's not going to really alter like our everyday lives it's not going to really harm the relationship if anything it's something that you can learn and it's not like a deep-rooted issue when the weaknesses um are become deep-rooted it's harder for me to be like okay unless that person is very willing to fix or to not fix, but to improve those weaknesses. And same thing for me, like the, my partner would want me, wouldn't want me to completely be opposite from them in strengths and weaknesses. I don't think I, I prefer the differences in strengths. Yeah. And I prefer the, the reason why I prefer this. Same, yeah. Another reason why is because I noticed when it's two people that want the same goal and want the same thing, it could really be something beautiful. Um, sometimes with opposites, I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's just that tug of war complex in some of these instances that I've been in where it's like, I don't necessarily feel like I have to, for me, it's not even down to, I guess for me, it's more of an emotional aspect. Like for me, I'm someone, you know me, if I, okay. I'm a shoot straight person, I, I feel like I need to talk about something. I need to talk about it. I cannot be in a relationship with someone is distant who oh, yeah. gonna walk away who <laughs> I, I can't do that and I think that's why I lean a little bit more on the same side yeah. because I feel with hobbies such even down to finances someone if they really want to learn they could learn finances they can learn how to clean they can learn how to cook these are all skill mm-hmm. sets but when it comes to the yes, emotional I think yes. when I speak on it more maybe I should have expanded on that the deep rooted but it, it's the more deep rooted things it's the you know I want to work something out with you mm-hmm. and it's been five days and we haven't talked about it and every time I bring it up you just walk away or you go outside I can't do that that's never going to work absolutely yeah. or someone that is very irritable like oh, don't touch me oh don't talk to me like I can't Always, always, always. I know I. We could never go the distance because certain things that I well, one thing I do require in my relationships is speaking up, is having that that lines of communication. It doesn't have to be when I want it at that exact moment. It doesn't have to be when that person want it at, at the exact moment. But it has to happen in order for us to get to the next level of what we're trying to Mm -hmm. do. And that I think. I think that's why I lean on that. For thing, real. Man. I think so, because even in the other part of the tweet, when he said your strength and weaknesses, who mirrors your strength and weaknesses, I, I admire that because if we're, if we're, let's say we want to make six, 60K by the end of the year, or we want to do, you know, we want to get better, more independent when it comes to our finances. If I have someone that mirrors that and we're both goal getters, that could be, that that's a beautiful thing. That yeah. that's a really dope thing to have. So it is. I I like I I do agree with that. Um, 
and I do like we both said is it definitely depends on what type of strength and what type of weakness it is if it's something that you can learn a skill or you know something like that it's so much easier to cope with that or to um deal with that but if it's something emotional or deep-rooted now that's hard because you you're dealing with the core of a person so you would want someone ideally to have the same strengths and weaknesses emotionally and mentally Absolutely. as Ooh, that, that was have. a good one yeah <laughs> yeah it was so um our next segment the inner supreme where we discuss uh issues and we relate it to our you know getting our inner self taken care of this week i want to talk about ageism and this is something i've talked about you know in the past with friends and in you know in regular everyday uh life but i really want to kind of pick apart this topic um, ageism is prejudice. It's a, it's a, it's prejudice or discrimination mm-hmm. on the grounds of a person's age. We see ageism in several industries, specifically in the entertainment in- industry. We, we definitely see it at a certain age. You really are not chosen. That is in one facet, though, in the entertainment industry. We see ageism, especially in the United States, everywhere we go. For example, um, if you were to look and compare different cultures, the older a person gets, the more they're revered. In this country, our, the older a person gets, the more they're thrown away. You just look at how old people are, um, older people are treated. It's just, it's hmm. kind of, it's really sickening sometimes how you see after a certain age, shit, sometimes after you hit 45, nobody ain't worried about you no more. You're You're old, so that's it. Like, you're not revered and looked at as like I would say in the past, you were possibly looked at it as an elder. And even still, there are some things that you were discriminated against. And I want to talk about specifically the timelines that okay. we set based on ageism. So in our, in our modern society, and this, this is a global thing. This is not just the United States. In our modern society, we are kind of, um, we've, we're given a scale and a range based off decades. So you have, of course, your younger years, then you have your uh, teens, and then once you hit 21, that's kind of considered your 20s. So your 20s are, well, I would say your teens are your time where, you know, you're young, you can do whatever you want to do, you're experiencing life for the first time, you're not considered an adult, really. Your 20s is your, when you're considered an adult, and you're supposed to be doing all of these things to set up your life. Your 30s, you're looked at as, okay, you are serious. You have to have it together. If you don't have it together by 30, then Mm -hmm. you're lost and you can't recuperate. And then by 40, everybody forgets about you. And if you haven't done what you needed to do, you're considered possibly a failure. And I kind of want to talk about, I want to discuss that. Um, My thoughts on it. I, um, I have always kind of, it's, since I've grad, I feel like I've only been an adult for five years. Um, I've graduated college in 2014. It's 2019. I've, I don't, cause I still consider myself a baby in this adult life. So I've only had five years to figure out what some, you know, figure out in 15 years, um, takes people longer to figure out. And I feel like we are all putting ourselves on this timeline of a lot of people want to have mm-hmm. a house by 30, which these are great goals. But but we don't all have to have this. This is not the standard. Having to have a house by 30, having to have uh, hmm. 
be married and have kids by 30, having to be um, in your prime of your career mm-hmm. or starting your dream career by 30. All of these things, um, some are tangible, some are intangible, but I feel like it puts a pressure on you that is unnecessary. And I feel like for those who live unconventional lives, it it is very, um, you, you can sometimes be looked down upon when you don't have those same aspirations right. as the typical person that has those by 30 no goals. i i what do you think a thousand percent agree with that and um i even want to take it to the kind i guess kind of break it down as far as women expectations because i have a lot of friends that are 25 okay. that are over 25 and i really i'm not even going to lie i'm gonna shoot straight i i'm i'm worried for some of the people that i know that won't be married by 30 like how they're going to feel psychologically because they're going through it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it is, um, especially down here in the yeah. South, you know, it's held as a high expectation. Yeah. It's, it's held as a yeah. higher expectation to be married. I remember like when we were in school, like being 2021 and hearing some people that I know saying that, you know, they're going to be married at <laughs> 25 and 26. Now for me, I think that's young. <laughs> no, <for laughs> look at how it's working out. <laughs> Go I'm ahead. be honest. I'm gonna be dead ass. The same people who talk about they will be, they're gonna be married. You're probably getting cheated on, or you're probably cheating on nah. someone else because you were not right. ready. You were not ready. You mm-hmm. coming back to homecoming? You fucking everything that you see, and you're posting on Instagram like you're the best <laughs> best man. Uh, I just nah. don't understand the misogyny, the fragile masculinity, the yeah. fragile femininity. Yeah. Girl, I, I'm, I'm holding you back, tenet, sis. On the tangent. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> nah, but for real. I, Go I ahead, girl. You know, it is annoying, annoying because that is the standard. You know, we live in Florida, and this is the South, and it is annoying. Oh, yeah, somewhat. 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 Yeah, <laughs> that's another topic. But, um... It is annoying to to hear <laughs> and and to constantly see. I guess for me it's more annoying because my mom had me when she was like 31, 32, and my dad was like 25, 26, you know? So, and my mom always said like being in her 20s like, you know, live your life, travel, go to places, go to concerts, you know, do different things with your life in your 20s and in your 30s or when or, or whenever you feel it's not even a real number to I just wasn't even raised like that. Like, it's not a real number to it. Just enjoy your life and do things when you're when you're set and ready. Um, Because I know if I said, oh, I need to be married by 25. I mean, I'm 26 now. And I I know that I'm happy that I didn't, you know, get married young or have any children young because it's just it just wasn't planned out for me that way to live my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to get myself together emotionally um, and like internally um, trying to get my career right. So. I can only imagine if I had, you know, a baby tugging on my dress every day, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful. And this, I'm thankful for the mindset of knowing and not having like, you, I even hear people say that their parents, you know, are always asking him, asking them when they have, you know, when they're going to have grandkids, when they're going to get them grandkids, when they're going to get married. I'm thankful that my, I find grace that my parents never, they never even ask that. Like, they never even, like, hold that as a standard or, or, or 
or expectation because it's just when when it's really meant to be it'll be and sometimes we just have to learn in this world that just just how to be in the present you can plan for things you can have a five-year plan Mm -hmm. you can have a 10-year plan it may not always work out that way it may not work how you plan things if you plan something I remember doing a plan book at 20 and I'm 26 now and I look at that plan book and I laugh at it it's hilarious it's really hilarious because (laughs) none of what I expected happened you know Mhm. I get that. And um this is not to say like it's nothing like we we Absolutely. think planning planning is amazing. Planning is good. You want to plan and and it's nothing we're not saying anything is wrong if you do have those those goals by those certain, you know, cuz you have the milestones and you have checkpoints and some people use age as a checkpoint, but that's fine for you if it works for you. But what I want people to realize is you have to develop that for you because it's for you and not because this is what's been mm-hmm. been told to you constantly, subconsciously from media, from parents, from nature and from nurture. You have to develop that with you. Like, are you, do you really want these things by this time? Do you really want to be a mom by 26 or do you really want to have a house by 31 or 32 or whatever your age is? Are are yeah. you really ready to settle down? Have you done all of the things that you want to do? Like you have to ask these questions inner, like to yourself. Forget all of the things that your your parents may have told you, because you also have to remember that parents are humans. They were right. humans first before they were parents. So the things that they have taught you is probably been passed down to them from whatever source. Could be their parents. Could be the could be whatever, whatever source that has been passed down. So sometimes I feel like you ha- we we take all this propaganda from different sources and we think that this is what we really want, but in actuality, that's not what you want. I have a friend that always says, I'm not ready to settle down. I'm, I'm not ready to, um, I'm not trying to get a house right now. That's not even what I want. I don't even like, you know, I don't even want to live. Like, do you want to live in the city that no. you are in right now for the rest of your life? <laughs> absolutely (laughs) so that's the thing like people be like i want to get a house but is this like your is this your place that you want to live forever Mm -hmm. do you want to experience living in another state in another country like these are the types of things that you want to ask yourself and like i said the friend always is like i i know when i do get a house it's going to be something amazing and big and i'm not ready for that right now i like the person has a vision and they see it and it's not saying that it's going to happen way late 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 down the line they sense it's steps that they need to take before that happens and that is not always based on their age that's based on the experience of life and you know the things they accomplish so I just like for me with ageism these are societal structures and constructs that people don't question so they just kind of take it and they live their lives in that (laughs) manner like even even with some women like you ask yourself and some men ask yourself do you want to be married like do you want to have kids like everyone is not meant to do yeah. these things just because of an age just because you it's this time and you you know some people are not meant to be parents and we have to be honest that's how that's okay that's a that's okay thing that's so that's good so i'm just saying like question 
your desires and really ask yourself, is this something that you want or is it something that's been projected onto you? That's that. I agree. And also, also, you know, from a financial aspect, mm. even if you have the finances, like Tay said, really like pour into yourself and really try to figure out, is that something that you want to do? For an example, I know, I know of, quite a few people that buy homes because they have the money but they're miserable in their homes because they wish they put that money somewhere else mm. so you have to really do some some real research within who you are and what you're ready for at that time and not get a house because you have money or not get an, a brand new car because you can afford it now because all these people that even down to celebrities you know that buy all these things they're not some of these people are not really happy happy with themselves mm-hmm. and they're they're using the money that they have to find that type of happiness. Yeah. So you really have to do some real homework and not base it off of what people say, not base it off of especially these social media marriage goals, bay goals, money goals, all these hashtags that are out there. You have to really, you know, kind of figure out what you want and what you need at this time and go yes and now that's ageism as it relates to um decades and um timelines and those time ranges Mm -hmm. but now i want to discuss ageism as it relates to actually getting older and how you're viewed by society um for I'm going to speak on the stance of women and then I may talk about men, but remember guys, we are women. So I don't want to speak on the male experience. It's too much because we're not men. So I know for women after, you know, after 30, um, you're really seen as value is, is kind of determined on whether you have an amazing career or you have an amazing marriage or man you know so it's like you you can all you can have both but it's like if you don't have a man then you need to have a career you need to have something that is like something that puts your worth up there and it's just like we're enough without it no matter what age you are you're enough with none of these external things you're already enough outside of that shit and i think that's a hard concept for most women to grasp because everything tells us that we're not enough and mm. this is not no victim shit. It's just the facts. Like it's reality. <laughs> we just got to a point where they start putting older women into makeup ads, and you know everybody knows that media shapes percep- perception and the way that we see ourselves. Yeah. I saw I, I I rate ads on Instagram, and I'm so I'm always looking at ads and seeing how people are portrayed. And what I, one thing I really look at is inclusion. We're just getting to a point where women blacker like darker women bigger women older women all of the different sub um subgroups of women are being portrayed and when i saw older women i was like wow this is becoming more of a conversation because we throw away older women all the time we throw away older men yes and we see if a woman has gotten in her 40s she we don't even think that if she's single that she's can get love mm-hmm. i i love the fact that i saw this show on netflix i can't remember what it was about but it was about people meeting up and they were um going on dates oh I think you saw it. yes that's my favorite show yeah what that show was so good oh, i forgot 
It's well, if I if I think of it, I'll put it in the um, okay. description. That's my but show. it was such a good show because it showed so many different types of people. And the episode with the older people dating made my that heart smile. Made my heart because smile. I honestly, I'm not trying to speak over my life, but I know that that could be a possibility for me. It is hard to find people to be with, and I I wouldn't be like I'm I'm aware of that it is possible that I will be single for a long time and. I would possibly be, be would be dating in an older age. So just the idea of that is possible and to see that on the screen, like these older people dating and like they're, they have their lives and they're out there meeting and mingling. Like that yes. is a beautiful thing. Like old people are still people. They were young before they lived full lives. And I feel like we look at older people like, we don't look at them the way that we should. We yeah. should revere them. We should hold them up to high standards or, or to we should hold them in high um, esteem instead of looking at them as damaged goods or throwaways. Mm-hmm. And of course, in in the South, uh, older people are revered a bit more. But I see videos all the time of older people getting hit. And it's just I hate stuff that really does stuff like to my mind. Like, I don't like the way media is doing that. Like, and and in in this, that's thank God media is taking a turn to to kind of um, position older people in a more attractive light. But there are people who are not teaching their kids to respect their elders, and that pisses me off because you have young people just disrespecting the fuck out of older people. Like, and when I was growing up, and not saying that I grew up a long time ago, but you there like there was a code of conduct you respect you you stand up when there's a woman sitting an older woman or any woman mm-hmm. you say yes ma'am you say no uh no sir no ma'am whatever you speak to older people in a certain light you you just revere them and they do it everywhere in other in other cultures in other countries older people are revered and i feel like with <clears throat> with our american culture everything is exploited sometimes and and just thrown away and I just feel like we need to because we're all going to get older and we would want to still be treated like we're worthy and we're valuable and that's that's all I'm saying no I completely agree with that and I think another thing that tied in that also popped in my head was the videos that you just explained Mm -hmm. and also you know that whole campaign that we as African-Americans some of the African-American you know younger generation was wearing the I'm not my ancestors I beat your ass and that just completely everything within my inner being because y'all can't even boycott certain shit but y'all want to go ahead and wear these shirts and be combative and do all the rule rod, not even realizing the sacrifices that people before us made. It's an ultimate slap in the face. And you deserve you you deserve anything that comes to you wearing a shirt like that. Like it's disgusting. It's it was disgusting to see like people actively and then wearing these shirts and <laughs> you know we went to an HBCU. So some people wearing these shirts and to stand on an HBCU campus, how dare how dare you? you? How dare you? It's just so ill-informed. Like you're ill-informed. You think a lot of times there's there's two ways that people view old old people or old things. There's the nostalgic view, as in everything that was older was better. It was better in my day, better in my time. Or there's the view it's old and it's run down and it's tired and it's 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 not good because new is better. So you have those binary views of older people and old things without an actual human aspect layered on top of that. 
these are people, literal people. If you you could have been born in that time, like the only difference is the year. Well, there's yeah. many differences, but there's a you are not you are could have been a person physically born in that time. Who knows what you would have done? Just like when Kanye West talks about the slavery stuff, like <laughs> you have no idea. Uh-huh. You can barely close your fucking mouth. You had to get lipo. You can't even fucking work yeah. out to lose your weight. It's so many things that he's done that that show no restraint that he could have never done back in those days. Mm-hmm. So it's like when people speak on our ancestors, we got to speak be on older people. I just it's something I can't tolerate, and I like that's why it was so important for us to talk about this because I really revere old people, older people. When I talk to them, I be trying to pick their brain. I just be wanting to know more. Like I was up under my grandma. Like mm-hmm. I hate the fact that I don't have my grandma now because mm-hmm. older people are so important. Like yeah. they have lived and seen things that we've never been able to see, and. I am my ancestors. I, I shit, I call on them. I try to get as much Same. energy from them as I can because we don't even know the amount of restraint, the amount of strength and power that our ancestors have. Well, we do know because we're here. Yeah. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for that, all of the things that they've endured, we would not be here. So I'm definitely going to decorate my life in my ancestors. Everything around me is going to be based on where I come from, which is why we are one day we will be ancestors yes we will. and we have to we ha- and that's the thing you don't think about that one day somebody is going to call upon us and we have to be mindful of how we treat the people who have went on because one day we will be the ones that have got- gone on and i don't know if you guys believe in 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 anything outside of death but i do and i believe that there is an energy that never dies which is why we have ancestors so i feel yeah. like be be mindful of how you treat people and your ancestors as people get older as well because you are one day going to be in those same shoes and you would want to feel valuable you would want to be worthy that is so that is true but i also i definitely agree with what you're saying but i also want to speak and then it won't take long no no i also want to speak on another side of that okay (laughs) that might switch the game so yes it is important to respect your ancestors and everything like and everything of what you said stands true. I'm a, a behind it a thousand percent. But I also feel and this is maybe from a more of a family aspect and workplace mm-hmm. aspect that you don't have to deal with disrespect from certain people that are older from you just because you're hell no. Never, ever, 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 ever. Like I, I think because so, I know I know in some families, even mine a little bit, I shoot straight, even mine a little bit, it's like pulling the rank of I'm older than you, I'm this, so I can do that. If it's something that is negative or something that mm-hmm. messes with your core values and you, or something that you know is just plain wrong, it's nothing right. wrong with speaking to that person in a, the older person in a respectful way and just say, I'm not dealing with that. And that's I do it, it all or, the time. Uh, it's called breaking generational curses. It's called, mm-hmm. it's called, um, I mean, it's pretty much what this whole podcast is about, like Supreme Bohemes challenging that status quo. And I do believe that it's okay to ask, especially as an adult, you know, ask and have certain conversations with people that are older um, than you on why certain things 
that were traumatic within the family or traumatic within the home or traumatic, you know, or, or disrespect in the workplace. It's okay to challenge those things Absolutely. because just how we want to keep some of the things within our, um, you know, generations that are positive and great. We also want to do away with some of the things that yeah. are not great, that created trauma, that create inner hate, that create, you know, you not even wanting to be in certain places where a whole bunch of your family is, like family right, right. unions or, you know, <laughs> even down to, I'll say it, even down to homecoming. You may not mm-hmm. want to be in certain places where there are older alumni there. Like, that's real. That's a real thing. You may not always that want to deal real. with blatant disrespect. And that's okay. And you know what? The, and remember, the definition of ageism is prejudice or discrimination on the grounds of a person's age. So it could be any age. So there's ageism that is promoted in practice upon older people to younger people. Definitely. So we can definitely go into that. Like you said, sometimes older people are, they do look down upon the younger people and you know we see that all the time with the hip-hop debates as far as like where hip-hop is gone and discrediting some of the young artists and stuff sometimes it's it's valuable um insight but some most times it's like just hating so we we see we see a lot of that as well with the older people in the workplace where um younger people come in with ideas i've seen this so many times come in with ideas and ready to improve and innovate the company um, change, like you said, the status quo, and then older people, well, that's not how we do it. That This has been working for years. Well, it's not working. If I'm it ain't here. working no more. <laughs> you know, there are, ageism exists upon, across all ages because there's always a binary idea that people want to cling to. I'm old, so young is bad. I'm young, so old is bad or less valuable, in a sense. So, ageism exists on both spectrums, and, and it's the biggest thing is having respect and value for both sides or for both for the spectrum of age, having respect and value and realizing that age only only should give you experience, but it never gives you uh, power over a person or dominance. It just gives you more insight and experience and wisdom. And the young youth, the youth can also have wisdom because you are aware of what's going on in the present and that is just as valuable as being aware of what happened in the past yeah so yeah ageism exists across all ages so we have to be mindful as younger people in betweens and older people to make sure that we revere all people and say i think say i think you even touched upon it when you said how people like you know that are older even if you're a few years older and you feel like well back in my time you know that's when yeah. it was real that's when it would you see a lot of that especially like yes. when you go to a high school homecoming or a college homecoming some people that used to go to the school will come back and be like well in my time we could do this it was lit I'm even catching that now because I started going to BCU in fall of 11 and I hear some of my own peers say well you know it's not even lit how it used to be back in 2012 because we was yeah. doing this and that and I'm just like well what if that's their form of having a good time what if yeah. so much has changed between 2011 2012 and we're getting into 2020 so so much things have changed and evolved it's not going to be 
how it was in 2012. That was our form of fun. That was our form of engaging. That was our form of communicating. This is their form. This is a new, this is technically, yes, a new generation. So we have to, we have to kind of get our heads out of our own asses and (laughs) realize that that that's the reality of the situation. These people are, these children now are five, six, seven, even eight years younger than us. So we have to take that into account. And that's just like with that is, and now what that stems from is holding on to trying to recreate a moment, yeah, and holding on to nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like the moment is past. Let the moment be what it was. Let your experience in college or your experience wherever be what it is. Use it as to as information, but that's it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot expect to recreate a moment. It already happened. It's gone. So, yeah, I, I do. I like the fact that you brought that up because um, that's an easy thing to do. Honestly, I've, I've done yeah. it before and I've had to, I've I know had I to apologize to certain people for certain things, um, um, especially as you relate it back to college and college experiences and the levels in that. Because, yeah, sometimes you can get you can get caught up on how something made you feel and what something was for you. Um, especially if you're in a sorority or fraternity, and then you have to realize, facts, like, facts, that's not um, marching band shit. That's not how it how it is anymore. <laughs> and it was the it was the time it was meant, was meant for you and whoever experienced it. But it's done, and this is the new way of doing it. These are the new people involved, and you must respect that. So, yeah. If and if you are an old head <laughs> that is out there. <laughs> Making these kids feel like their experience like is that invaluable and feel like shit. You really need to stop and look at yourself and realize that you have to do some inner work if you feel like you can come back and and shit on people just because they're younger than you and just because they came into something at a different time than you. You that's that's a fucking narcissism um complex and you need to get that together. Uh like I said, I've experienced it, so I'm speaking from experience and I'm not and I'm not just calling you out. I've actually done the work. So yeah. Make sure we we all look at how we can inflict ageism <gasps> upon anyone and try to yes. correct it within ourselves and to that person or people. Yeah. Ooh, that was a good Hell topic. yeah. We so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> we got to toot that horn a little bit but yes got to. <laughs> speaking of smart and we're women smart women we have yes. another baddie another woman that we want to highlight this um for this segment of five to nine remember five to nine is where we highlight people who have a nine to five you know job and when they finish with that job they go home to work on their passion project their entrepreneurial work or whatever that business is. So I want to highlight, or we want to highlight Danielle Kinchin. She is a, let me say her name slower, Danielle Kinchin. She is a, um, a graduate of Bethune-Cookman University. She is amazing. And she, um, she has created this business called the strategic baddie. And what her, her company does, they offer several services such as social media setup, blog management. She also does business cards, calendar management, transcriptions, pre logos, all kind of things that you need for your business, um, for marketing, all of that. She does all of those things. And she even does monthly packages where you have like a one-stop shop for 
all of the needs based on. So you basically hand hand your shit to Danielle or the strategic strategic baddie, and she will give you the full makeup of whatever you need for your business. So on Instagram, she is the. Let me make sure I'm saying it right. Okay. So she is the strategic baddie. T H E S T R A T E G I C B A D D I E. She's that on Instagram. You can also follow her on Facebook, www.facebook slash or facebook.com slash the strategic baddie. So you can, uh, you can contact her on both of those platforms, Instagram and Facebook. And of course she'll contact you back and you guys can get working, but this is definitely great because there are so many new business startups and, Sometimes that can be overwhelming when you are trying to do everything on your own or you don't know where to start. So with her insight, you can get your company running and you don't have to do all of the legwork. So, yeah, that is the strategic baddie created by Danielle Kinchin, the digital creator. Yes. Shout out to my fellow Wildcat. Okay, so now we're getting into the Muse segment, which is an abbreviation for Music Universally Speaks Energy. So this playlist is jazz inspired. Um, I'm really excited about this playlist. (laughs) I really, I was feeling, I was on some really chill vibes um, when I took time out to create this one. Um, I think when I think about hip-hop and I think about R&B, a lot of what I listen to on a daily basis consists of certain songs that are jazz-inspired or may have jazz samples or may actually have a live band in the actual studio. Mm. And I couldn't help but make a playlist for this one. Um, some of it is chill hop vibe. So chill hop is basically, it's a, they're instrumentals that is hip hop, but strongly jazz inspired. So you can listen to this while studying. You can listen to this at work. I know I get a lot of work done. Yeah. Same. at work when I'm listening to music when I'm locked in and I'm just doing my work I get a lot done or on a chill rainy day mm-hmm. you know I have beautiful windows in my room and I could just play some chill hot vibes and just kind of look outside and it's, it's a whole it's a whole uh <laughs> as people say um but I didn't I I, I mixed uh instrumentals as well as actual songs so um i put a few like a song a slum village song a a very very um legendary i call it absolutely hip-hop group from detroit and i even put uh terrace martin terrace martin i believe is from the west coast if i'm not mistaken and he has He's very jazz inspired in all of his projects. And he even includes some of the West Coast artists. The one, the song that I put in this playlist actually has Kendrick Lamar in it. And I love K-Dot. Yes. So, yeah, that's pretty much the, that's pretty much what this playlist is. You know, listen to this after you know, a nice workout, listen to it while you're in the shower or you go on to bed. This is good sleepy time music. Um, 
I'm just trying to create uh, with this segment actual playlists that you could use within your everyday yes. life. Or if you're winding down and you're cooking. Yes. This is a good See, play. that's it. Because I was waiting for you to say something like when you're cooking. Yes, you know. Because like, <laughs> that's when I be listening to stuff and I be like, right. it sets the mood. It makes you want to cook. Or when you're cleaning. Um, I know mm-hmm. one of my friends uh, listened to the podcast last week and he commented and he said, um, I'm sorry, not he, she commented and she said, um, she was like, I really love your, uh, the, the muse section because I'm always listening, trying to find new music, but you know, sometimes it's hard to find new music and it's good because each time you guys get at least 10 new songs that you could, um, yes. or songs or instrumentals that you can kind of add to your repertoire of music especially with the instrumental with the instrumentals because i like the fact that you're introducing that because some people only listen to music with words and instrumentals can they kind of evoke a different emotion and you might want to like if you've never listened to instrumentals outside of a song you should definitely check out this this um playlist because instrumentals really move you vibrationally if you know what i mean (laughs) yes it's just music because I think, you know, if you work a nine to five or if you don't work a nine to five and you just, you know, you, you're just a grinder, you do your own thing and you need, a. it's important to have like an end of the day type of playlist yeah. where you are winding down, you're, you're ending the day, you're, you're taking your shower, you're, you're doing all, all your rituals, yes. your meal prepping. I know I'm I'm meal prepping again this week, so I definitely will be listening to this while I'm doing that. But um, oh, what would be cute if y'all like listen to it and then what? they at us on Instagram or Twitter and tell, oh, please and tell do us, tell us what activity they're doing while they're listening to it. That would be Ooh, so cute. Please, 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 please do. I will appreciate. We would appreciate. That would that. be nice. We will appreciate that. Okay. I'm so, yeah, y'all do I'm that. Like, like, add us and tell us what you're doing, what activity, and we want to respond. That'll be cute. <laughs> yes, it would be. I like that. Yeah. So, we're going to end the show today. We really enjoyed this one. This was very, a very good conversation, very good topic. And um, I want to let you know my Instagram. My Instagram is at Taeesian. So, it's at T-A-E-S-I-A-N underscore that's my personal instagram and um my blog's instagram is queen say what i feel so you can spell queen the regular way say what i feel all of that is there and i also have the website queen say what i feel.com okay and for me i have my twitter and instagram is the same it is lavish lori i will spell it L A V I S H L O R I E. Almost forgot how to spell that, <laughs> y'all. But um, yeah, that that's my that's my Instagram and my Twitter. It is the same. Okay, and you can follow the podcast at the Supreme Bohemes on Instagram. That is at T H E E S U P R E M E B O H E M E S. That is our at the Supreme Bohemes on Instagram. On Twitter, yes. it is Supreme Bohemes. So no the. It's just at S U P R E M E B O H E M E S. Supreme Bohemes. 
Yes. Yes. And it was a good time. Yeah. So we'll see y'all the next in the next time that we see y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>